0: Hey guys, this is Olivia from Rose Petal Writings, and welcome to Rose Petal Musings. Hey guys, welcome back. So, I'm trying this new format after doing my episode with Hannah um, last month. So, right now the trend seems to be that I am publishing about once a month, which is kind of slow for a normal podcast, but I feel like, you know, it lines up with my schedule. It lines up with the rate at which ideas are able to come to me and I'm able to kind of get everything in process for recording a video, able to actually sit down and record this. So yes, we have that. I'm gonna ramble to you for another half hour, hopefully about, what I like to call the big think, which is actually getting your ideas, the whole writing process. And basically the focus is gonna be on motivation, kind of where we get motivation to write, how we deal with that, kind of poking at writer's block a little bit, but I might actually have to dedicate a whole episode to that and working while writing because A lot of authors, until they actually get money, until they actually get kind of productive with their writing, they have to have a day job to support themselves or their families. And so that's kind of what I aim to look at today. So, yes, thank you for joining me on this journey. And we'll go ahead and get started with some news. Because last week, I don't know if you guys have seen the blog post yet. Um, you can find that on my website and I, I go into that at the end. So we'll just wait for that. But (sighs) yes, I just recently got my first full-time job and I'm very excited because this is the first full-time job I've ever had. This is the most money I've made since beginning working. Um, It's a nice place to work, I enjoy it. I like being there. I like the people I work with. And it all just kind of fell into place out of nowhere, but with it being a full-time job, I now work 40 hours a week. It's a fair distance away, so I have a commute. And so all in all, that totals to about 40, let me think, (laughs) 45 hours about taking out of my week because it, back and forth, it takes about an hour, hour and a half almost, but while that may seem like a lot to you guys, please keep in mind I live in the United States, and so (laughs) a 45-minute drive is not a lot. It's a little bit, it's a lot for commuting, but stop myself. Okay, so (sighs) With those forty-five plus hours a week out of my normal writing time, it can be a lot. Um, it can kind of make you think, you know, well, live when do you have time to write? Like, you'd have no time now, except that I do. I this is kind of a transition week because. I just had my first week, so I'm kind of getting adjusted to a new schedule instead of being a slow goal day. (laughs) But as I get adjusted, as I get comfortable with that new schedule, I plan on, excuse me, making time to write. Excuse me again. I actually get home at a pretty decent time in the evening. I have like a first shift kind of deal going on which means in the evening, which is usually my more creative hour, I would say, I get most of my ideas like evening night. So I've actually got my schedule set up that when I get home, I can eat and go right into being creative if I want. Now that's not gonna happen every day because well, let's be honest, (laughs) who writes every day? crazy people, but <laughs> they say you have to write every day, but it's just sometimes not attainable, especially now, because you have work, you might have kids, you might have pets, and it's just kind of this cumulus of cloud of things that you have to do, that you have to get done, you've got chores, you've got to make your own meals, and it's just kind of takes up time in your day, and it can leave you really tired. It can leave you, you know, not wanting to write, not wanting to sit down and get to it. I apologize for, like, the past 10 minutes I've been looking, like, I've been watching my screen where I'm at on the computer, and so I haven't been looking at the camera. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll get used to this eventually, but yes, it can kind of suck to try and figure out when you're able to write in between everything else that's going on, but it can be done. Now, the most important thing is getting motivation, actually sitting down, opening up that Word doc or Google doc or what have you, and putting words on the paper. I admit I haven't been good about that lately. I've been very bad slap my wrist just not bad so Mm. what I do is I try to keep something on my phone like I love the Evernote app I've said that before (laughs) the sponsor but (laughs) I like to use it just to kind of jot down ideas when I have them or to just kind of keep track like oh I want this to happen in my work in progress, so I'm going to make a note of that so I don't forget it. That can be very helpful in kind of giving you motivation because when you sit down, you might have forgotten it by now, but then you pull up this note that you have, whether on like an actual physical sticky note, on an index card, on an app, and you're like, oh yes, this is where I wanted to go with this. Let's kind of put it into motion to get there. A lot of people use outlines to help them. <laughs> And this is actually a new phrase that I learned recently, but most writers that I've seen are what we call pantsers. And I kind of like that term because it's like, you know, pantsing is when you kind of go up behind somebody and like pull pants down. I'm dumb, I'm sorry. I have schoolyard humor, but it's the same concept, but with writing. You go in and you just let the story happen as it happens. You have no outline. You have no roadmap of where to go. You just do it. Some people prefer that I am a pantser. Well, actually what I w- would be called is a planter and not because I'm obsessed with green things, but because I kind of half make an outline I have a playlist, I have character notes, and I have like a general timeline of what I want to happen. But everything else just kind of happens as it evolves within the story. So I kind of half plan, half paints. And that's kind of where that general term of a planter comes up. I have found that to be effective for me. The most difficult thing I have is actually sitting down and getting to writing because, again, I am naughty, I'm bad, and I just, this past week, whenever I got home, I would sit down and not write. Bad, naughty, but forgivable because, again, especially when you had, you know, this some kind of big change, like a lot of my friends are going into their last semester of college or they're just starting new jobs like I did. It's hard to kind of put all your energy into something new and then come home and write as well and spend more energy. So the most important thing for motivation is to forgive yourself, is to give yourself time and just self-care is important. I will stress that self-care looks a lot different for a lot of people. Some people say it doesn't work. I think it does. That's up to you. So um, definitely another thing with motivation is reading, which yes, also takes energy. Unfortunately, a lot of things to help with motivation take energy because writing takes energy. And so to get yourself motivated to write, you have to kind of get the energy rolling. Because once it's rolling, it'll keep rolling. And as long as you keep rolling with it, it'll work great. That's the idea. That is the ideal world. But yes, I've had a bit of a slump with reading as well, which I'm a little upset about. But, you know, after not being able to really choose what I want to read for a long time for approximately four years. Um, just saying, (laughs) not to say that the books that I've read during college haven't been good. I've actually liked a lot of the books I read, but it's still that kind of condensed, read it fast, write the paper, move on. It takes a lot out of you. And so the biggest thing when you're trying to get back into reading to get some of that motivation to write back is be kind to yourself. Take notes while reading. Read just in small increments each day. If you got to pace it out by like two, three pages a day, five minutes, do what you got to do. Go only as far as you can go. Don't push yourself further than your max or you will burn out. And the worst thing that can happen to motivation is burnout. And a lot of people would say, you know, it's writer's block. That's the worst thing, but no, it's burnout. Because burnout, you don't have any kind of energy reserves. You don't, uh, your brain just kind of stops, like mine tends to, but burnout is kind of a daunting thing, kind of a scary thing, but it happens, especially now it happens a lot. And the important thing to get yourself out of burnout is to again be kind to yourself be gentle go slow just kind of ease yourself back into it a lot of people will be like you know you just got to do it you just got to go for it and sometimes you do if you've been staring at it for a week and your energy is back where you know you think it should be and it's just not happening sometimes you just got to go for it and just see what happens but when you still or in that burnt out stage where you still don't have that energy to kind of get yourself started, you have to just kind of sit back, sit down, rest, relax. And a lot of people find that hard because they think it makes them look lazy in today's society. And, you know, that's a very real fear. It's an understandable fear, but you have to give yourself that grace, which is, um, I'm rambling again. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes. Writing while working can burn you out. Yes, writing can burn you out. It's amazing to think about because writing is such a creative thing. It's like painting, it's like dancing. It's it's an art. And so you think, you know, art is filling. Art is creative. It's light and fluffy and exciting. It can't burn you out. It can. It can. When, and a lot of the time when it does burn you out and you're so used to just going and going and going, you get what's called a writer's block, which writer's block is this big dark cloud of writing. It's like, oh no, I've got writer's block. How do I get out of it? Some people are stuck in writer's block for years. And while that seems scary, it almost always leads to some kind of epiphany, I would call it, with writing. Because writer's block is essentially where you've got no drive, no motivation. You've got no ideas where to take the story. And it just stops. Everything just halts. You've got nothing. And you can't get out of it. It's a block because your creative energy is blocked. And one of the ways to do that, you're probably sick of hearing this, is self-care. It is being gentle with yourself. It's being kind to yourself and taking a break. A lot of people like to preach the keep going, do more, take on more, get it done, accomplish everything. And that's not how art works. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna have my hot take of the day. You need to rest. You need to take breaks. A lot of people like to write in sprints, like uh, successful authors and some authors I follow on Twitter will say, I write in sprints or they'll block out like one to two hours in the morning, write for that time, break. Late morning, early afternoon, right again, break. That works for them. That structure might not work for you, but the important part is getting those breaks in. Because when you don't have those breaks, you lose steam, you lose energy, you lose motivation, you lose ideas. And the only way you can kind of get yourself to... Clearly, I'm tired this week, (laughs) I'm just making an example of myself here, but the—oh god, where was I? The way to kind of keep yourself going with writing is to make sure you stop, which seems counterproductive, but it helps. It helps to just stop and take a break and let your mind rest, let your hands rest, because I didn't put captions in my last video because my wrists hurt. So if you type too much, you hurt. It hurts. If you handwrite too much, your hand hurts. Rest is important. I can't stress it enough. <laughs> When you write, when you dance, when you paint or draw or anything, it's important to rest. And that rest gives your brain the energy it will need to continue later. And so that is kind of the big thing, I would say is kind of finding that balance between rest and productivity. Because you need to rest after you get back from work. That's usually what I do eating for. I refuel, and then I'm able to kind of get back into it and do something else. And then I go to bed, rest, and go to work. It works for me. It might not work for everyone like that, but that's... uh, You probably saw if you follow me on socials, I got more active over the weekend. I head off. I didn't have to work, I rested, and I was able to be more active on social media. I got, I won't lie, I did not get a lot of writing done for personal projects, but I did some work for my other jobs this weekend and a little bit more today, even though I have off my full-time job today because today is a holiday. Happy MOK Day and happy Betty White Day. Um, but yes, I was able to rest. I was able to kind of get some of my energy back and clearly I'm not yet at the point where my brain has kind of kicked it into gear enough for me to not get brain farts. Today is a very brain farty day. God, all that brain flatulence. But yes, it's very... Important to me to take break. Hello. I do a podcast. I am articulate. I got my degree in English. Does not mean I can speak. (laughs) It is important to take breaks. It is important to pause. To rest. To take it slow and easy. And that is the reason I keep saying that. The reason I keep repeating it. I probably repeated it like 10 times at this point, you guys are probably sick of hearing it, It is because that is what keeps you going. And you know, some people need to take breaks more often than others. That's okay. Just because you feel like you're taking more breaks than other people doesn't mean you're not as productive as other people. Sometimes you get more done in a sprint than other people do who take less breaks. That's where it all kind of evens out. Sorry, I almost belched. So, people watching the video just saw me make a very weird face. I apologize. <laughs> yes. This podcast was not designed to be polished and perfect. It was designed to be authentic and as much me as you could get. Hello, you're getting it. <laughs> I hope you guys learned a little something i hope you guys enjoyed it thank you to all my listeners i want to take time to thank you each episode just because you guys are great a lot of you are friends and family but some of you i don't personally know and that's really exciting to me because you guys don't know me and you're taking the time to listen and even if you do know me you're taking the time to listen whether out of you know friendly duty or whatever you want to call it. So thank you. I do appreciate every listen, every view, every like I get, but here comes the spiel. So if you want to find me, you can find the podcast at Spotify and on anchor.fm under the Rose Petal Musings podcast by Olivia Shirk. You can find my website at rosepetalwritings.com. You can email me at olivia.rosepetalwritings at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at rosepetalwriter. I'm on Instagram at oliviarosepetalwritings. I have a Facebook page called Rose Petal Writings. And I believe that's everything. Thank you guys so much for listening. Come follow me on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. And I will see you next time. Goodbye. (laughs) I should really make an outro for this where I have like all my handle stuff in it, but I do wanna hop back on and tell you guys I am currently taking commissions. It might seem like I don't have a lot of time on my hands to do commissions, but they are open. I write personal pieces. I write short stories, long stories. I also have packages on the website and I write copy for people. So, you know, if my first ever commission, which I'm still very happy and proud for, thank you, Ian from Step Zero Creations. Um, he just contacted me about writing some copy for his Etsy shop. I can do that. I am willing to do that. My rate is $20 an hour. So if it takes me 30 minutes, you're only paying 10 bucks for copy that you can use forever and ever. So just kind of consider that, consider me. And my entire life is a blooper reel. So I apologize for what you just heard in the last episode, but please continue listening. Thank you.